Welcome to the Lancet Hematology Podcast. My name is Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. This week, I spoke with Dr. James Bussell, a doctor of hematology and pediatrics at the Weill Cornell College of Medicine, about his study looking at treatment options for children suffering from idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, or ITP. Dr. Bussell, can you tell us a little about the background of your study? The background of the petite and then the petite two studies were to see if L-thrombopag Revelade could be used safely and effectively in children with ITP. While most children have their ITP go away relatively easily and may often not even require any treatment, there are those who develop chronic difficult disease and require treatment and there is relatively little literature on those. Therefore, the intent of these two studies was to explore how well L-thrombopag Revelade could be used in patients such as this. So what were the aims of your study? What did you want to find out? The aims of the studies were to see how often patients would respond to L-thrombopag, to see if children who responded would respond consistently to see what dose was required to achieve a response to demonstrate hopefully safety or assess the rate of complications, specifically looking at development of cataracts, development of liver test abnormalities, and development of any other toxicities that might not be anticipated to occur. And what did you find? Overall, the results were quite good in that in both of the studies, patients responded at least once in the 24 to 31 weeks of the time when they received L-thrombopag in 81% of cases. And most, but certainly not all responders, responded consistently for almost half the time they were getting treated. The toxicity was in general minimal. The rate of abnormal liver tests was 3 to 8% between the two studies and was very similar to what's been reported in studies in adults. The degree of bleeding went down as the platelet count went up. The patients who entered the study on a low stable dose of, for example, prednisone, were able to substantially permanently decrease it in at least half of the cases in, of the patients who were on those medicines and patients were able to take it for 24 to 31 weeks and maintain their responses. So what are the implications of your findings? First of all, there have been very few randomized controlled trials in children with chronic ITP. So these two studies were the largest and almost the largest studies in ITP and therefore it was important that they demonstrated good efficacy and good safety. The second thing is that they implied that children with chronic ITP actually would have a better risk-benefit evaluation than would adults because children don't have 
nearly the risk of abnormal marrows, nor do they have nearly the risks of developing thrombosis, heart attacks, strokes, etc. So we believe that the studies clearly showed that this agent, L-thrombopag, is relatively safe and effective in children. We believe that the dosing requirement is surprisingly high and are not absolutely sure why that is. Certainly part of that is an increased rate of metabolism, but also there was the possibility that children are a little less responsive to L-thrombopag and that's why they require a higher dose. Fortunately, that did not translate into any increased toxicity. Is there anything else our listeners should know about your study? I think the main other thing that listeners should know is that while L-thrombopag appears to be safe and effective in children and only requires being taken once a day by mouth and doesn't upset the stomach or generally have other side effects that make taking it difficult from that point of view, it does have an important dietary limitations in that we believe that you should not eat or drink within two hours of taking it, either before or after. And similarly, that um, you can't have calcium intake or supplemental minerals, i.e. iron, within four hours of taking it. This can create a little bit of a problem for people who want to be on it, but it's usually manageable to arrange to take it. The second thing is that it's been licensed in at least the United States for children six years of age and over. That's because the tablets are not intended to be cut up or crushed. There is a special formulation being prepared for children that was used in this study, and hopefully that will be approved along with the use in smaller children in the fall. And that would make it easier to deliver it as a liquid form and therefore be able to give it to children who can't take tablets currently. Well, Dr. Bissell, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it.